Good times. Good times. All right. 10 o'clock on the ticket. And we've got uh, partially, we got part of Gordon, but Gordon is so wrapped up into the time trial of the Tour de France that... Uh, one of my own, one of my very few sports interests. When's the last time you rid a bike? Rid a did ridden did ridden a did at a bike. A bike? You have a bike? Oh, like I don't Craig? know. Last week. You have a bike like Craig, or you have one of those oh. big huffies. Ouch. Rasmussen, Rasmussen has melted down. He has completely. He's gone through three bike changes. Yes, he's gone through three bike changes, and he just has crashed for a second time. Now Rasmussen is he's currently he was currently third going into the stage and he was two minutes ahead of jan ulrich who's okay. a very good time trialist and rasmussen is not uh he's mainly a climber but there was talk that rasmussen's going to be so you know pumped up to stay on the podium when he gets to paris and stay in third that he was going to have a decent time trial well he has melted down today i mean <laughs> royally we, you'd have to get craig to find out historically how big a meltdown this is <laughs> But he has crashed twice and changed his bikes three times during a time trial against the clock. So this is like shooting like a 90 in the British Open or something, yeah. something ridiculous This is like Ian that. Baker Finch-like. <laughs> so is he, is he changing his bike because he thinks the, the bike is the problem? Well, he wrecked the first time, so I'm sure he changed bikes then. And then the backup bike wasn't set up right for him, I guess. And then so they fixed his first bike and got that going. But he changed that, back to that. That last crash we just saw didn't look like anything happened to him. It, it you know, like it, it just, just ran off the road. It just looks like panic. Yeah. It just looks like absolute panic. His nerve is so shaken. And uh, so I'm assuming, and I, ha I didn't get to see it, of course, while I was en route up here, but I'm assuming Ulrich has already passed him in this time trial, and they left three minutes apart. Right. So Ulrich is, uh, and Ulrich is who I'm rooting for here. I guess I'm rooting for Lance to win the stage, but I definitely wanted Ulrich to pass Does it Rasmussen, but I didn't want Rasmussen to embarrass his entire family like this so much. <laughs> I gra granted, you can't cheapen seven straight tours, but... Is it kind of cheap when you win the whole thing, but you don't win an individual stage? Um, I don't know if cheap. I, I don't know. I don't it's, know it's, why I'm talking to you like you're a tour expert <laughs> all of a sudden. Well, there's only been like five guys who have won a tour without winning a stage, somewhere around that number, and Lamond was one of them. Really? Yeah, Lamond won I think in '90 without winning a, a stage, and. Um, I mean, yeah, because that's the crowning moment for a cyclist is when you can cross the finish line and Raise punch your the sky, yeah, as sure. they say. You know, and not to ever have that. You know, Lance would finish on the Champs-Élysées with, a, you know, not coming in first in the Champs-Élysées, coming there, yeah, in... Right in a, there. It looks, looks like he look. just... Oh, I mean, dear. it's just an it embarrassing like crash. Nothing even happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Rasmussen's crash. His, his, uh, his substantial his helmets help out so much, I'm sure. Tangled up in his training wheels. Yeah, his right training wheel caught like a vine in the ditch and <laughs> pulled him over. He ought to just switch to a tricycle, you know, one of those adult tricycles. <laughs> like laugh-in? Yeah. Or, or like one of those uh, recumbent bikes. A recumbent bike, or maybe uh, Benny Hill. Uh, a Surrey, like you can rent on a beach somewhere. Maybe a rickshaw. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh man, that's just—it's unbelievable. But there's this is high drama today because the last stage that you can really do anything. Tomorrow's stage, everyone just rides together. It's kind of a ceremonial ride in Paris. Let, and they let the the winner they hold hands. They let the sprinters go up ahead at the end, and the sprinters will sprint for some final points um, up ahead. But 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 they don't really do anything to alter anyone's standings. significance position. No, right? no, it's not tomorrow. Kinda, it's all kind of an honor code. To parade. Thing. Right. 
So, I, mean, so I, I think what it is, the way it's been explained to me, is you can't really, if you tried to attack on the last day, I mean, you'd be chased down. And it's worthless. You can't do anything, really. So if tomorrow I want to wake up and, and watch Lance, you know, ride down the Champs-Élysées and, and see all the pomp and circumstance, what time do I need to be in front of the TV? I think 7.30 is when it starts, and it goes for... Three, Three hours. hours, so, you know, close to ten. Uh, I can be up by then. What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the prize money for the win- to win the tour? Um, you, know? you know, I don't know. I don't think it's that. Or do they pay per team? There's many different ways. They, if your team wins, I think you get, uh, you know, bonus money. Uh, if you, of course, if you have one of the distinctions of wearing the Mayo Vert or, you know, the yellow Polka, jersey or, or something. Dot, well, the yellow jersey is the which is one for best climber, Best right? climber yeah. and then the green jersey for the sprinter. What about best faller? They have one of those? <laughs> Rasmussen's going to hold that jersey, too. <laughs> um, big figures but, you know, I think all the money is basically made for Lance, obviously, with endorsements and yeah. all that sort of thing. The outside stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I think Craig said so that much, he makes, like, $15 million. So how much does, like, one a rider on his team make? Like that guy, was it Hinkapee? Yeah. What's he making? Man, I want to, s- you does know, he, I'm he shooting like, in the dark, but I think it's like 500000 to a million. Does he, does know. Lance, like when he wins the tour, does he do like Emmett and get all his other teammates Rolexes or fruit baskets? I would imagine he would. Although Floyd Landis, you know, came out this past week and said some negative things about Lance in the paper. Like he's a prima donna or something? Just said, you know, Lance really has no friends on the team. He just comes in and kind of barks out his orders and then leaves. And that ticked Lance off. And so he actually um, did something to where he was uh, battled against Floyd Landis that next day. Landis was trying to gain some time on someone. And Lance ordered his own team to position themselves where Landis couldn't gain time. I actually time. thought Landis Ordered a hit that, on him. Didn't basically. Landis say that last year or year before? I thought that was something he said in the past, and then this was the way Lance was getting back to him. Oh, was year. it? Was yeah, it a long time so. ago? It may have been. I want to know how they appoint the, the heir. You know, so when he retires, who the next in line is. For on his, on like the discovery team? Yeah, because all those guys have... I don't know. They all have these little roles, and I don't know how they find the best guy versus or, or the do they, rabbit or, or Yeah, or do they uh, go the free agency route, and they just go get back they hire some, yeah, they go, hire some rider from yeah. some other team? I think they'll go the free agency route. I, think, I mean, you know, there's talk of... Somebody mentioned Hincappy, you know, being... But, you know, Hincappy is... Uh, from what I understand, he's, he is more of a domestique. He's not a star rider, and he's yeah. old. He's a grinder. Yeah. He's old, so... So how do you do that? I don't know. It's it's a very confusing sport. There's a lot yeah, of wheels off rules to learn helping about each other out, and it's kind of like a uh, a whole line pushing a running back into the end zone. I mean, it's just it's weird. It's they do things and they protect each other, and it's yeah. So and, you, and, you've, and on the road, you form odd alliances with rivals depending upon where the situation. Is. You know, yeah, look at how slow oh. he's going just there. God, There's Rasmussen again. again. He didn't fall. <laughs> looked like he went around a corner. He's just, a, he he's took that turn at five a half mile an behind. hour. He's already five minutes behind Ulrich, and he's still got more time to go. He's not done yet. So he's he may fall. Oh, he's he may fall considerably. Out ten. Yeah, and this is good because Ulrich. I'm kind of a fan of, of Ulrich, who is considered to be Lance's chief rival, at least he was. And he's never finished uh, further than fourth in a, in a wow. tour. And he's been second, I think, five times? 
Four times? So his reign came at the same time as Lance's, unfortunately. Unfortunately yeah. for Jan, yeah. See, so, you know, they're, they're he showing... He did one, though, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he, he won, won one when Lance was, was out. They're showing these crowded um, street shots now. And w- wasn't there a story the other day that some fan was pumping his fist and accidentally punched a rider in the face? Yeah, yeah. yeah it happened. He, he, had, knows. he had those uh, thunder sticks, you know? <laughs> you know what those things <laughs> yeah. are? Yeah. And uh, I think it was a girl, but... It, it may have been a guy. And so they, she Change was sitting there quickly. doing it, and the riders come by, and she basically said, well, she, you know, kind of panicked, and she still had him out in the road, and a rider ran right into it. Probably and 30 miles an hour. Look at all these guys why, come out. Why, why yeah, do they why feel they the need that? to step in front of the bike? That's so retarded. And they're playing chicken. See because how close they can get before they're they all They're drunk all drunk They're all excited. trying to get on TV. Yeah. And I don't think any sport in America would allow that without some kind of a barrier. I know, but it's see crazy. this, but but this is what makes it so exciting. It's what makes it so wild ass, and that's part of the spectacle of it is okay. is seeing all the I forget what they call the people, the crazies on the side of the road, mm-hmm. scoons or something. Nuts. I forget. Nuts. How did Craig get Scones? into this? Growing up in Texas, I think How it's just it's just popular in the gay community. And it just <laughs> <laughs> they just look for any sport in which they can wear tights. Yeah, look it, to me, it's like a guy. Shave their legs. That's my favorite. To me, it's like a guy getting interested in cricket, and living in Texas. I mean, what? I don't know. Well, how did Lance get into it? I don't you know, know. I will tell Another you, I, I've been for seven years. I've been very interested in Tour de France. It is a very hard sport to watch on TV, though. It's a kind you of know, long. it is in the in the early but. I don't think so when you get into the latter part of each stage. I mean, it gets real exciting, especially on those mountain stages when you have, you know, and we had it a couple times this year when three or four big names are side by side battling it out. And I love that part of it. I mean, I I get beaten when, you know, an early breakaway of a bunch of spares goes off. And, of course, none of the stars chase them because they're no threats. Right. That kind of beats me. Hmm. Yeah. But like like this, like the a race of truth, I think is really interesting. Race of truth. I wonder if uh, like NASCAR fans could sit down and and actually watch this and appreciate it at all. Well, the thing is, and you know, I was thinking about that comparison this morning because it is about speed and it is about calculation and all this sort of thing. But I don't think the NASCAR fan would take to this, no, and it no seems to be a shame because this is like NASCAR plus a lot more. Yeah. Because there's so many variables of. The guy's got to take care of his body, the nutrition that he had right before. Has he drunk enough water? And did he make a right tactical move here? And it does have the team aspect of it, is kind of like right. NASCAR does too, yeah. So mm. I don't, I, but I can't imagine that you think about it, they're, they're similar sports in one respect, but then their fan good, base would be, there's no way opposites. they would go for good, cycling. You, you the have, gay community and rednecks. <laughs> Although Formula One is huge in Europe. So, you know, there's some similarities there. It's mm-hmm. still racing. Still same old stuff. Look at these guys. These outfits. Well, all right. We'll come back and talk sports ticket. with, with the uh, tee box next. <laughs>
1310 the ticket welcome 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 hope you're having a grand old saturday gordon keith alongside jen x davis lane who is uh gosh been my partner for over 20 years now here on dallas fort worth airwaves and uh it's an exciting day in the world of sports for me because i always get suckered in by this tour de france and it's always you know my friendship with Craig is what got me into it. And today Craig, is a, Craig. Craig Miller from Ticket AM. He's part of the AM boys, as you hear on the <laughs> ticket. And, um, and today is the, the last stage for anyone to do anything. It's the, the final time trial. And Lance is already off and going. And so far, at the time checkpoints, he is clocking the best time of anyone but we have seen an absolute meltdown in the tour today from the guy who was sitting in third place before the stage started, Michael Rasmussen, who is a, a Dane, who is the king of the mountains. He's wearing the polka dot jersey, which is the guy who's best in the mountains. And he was sitting in third. Now, Ulrich was in fourth, the big German Ulrich, who is always playing second fiddle to Lance. He was sitting in fourth, and he wanted to put a couple minutes on Rasmussen to overtake him. Rasmussen a couple minutes ahead of Ulrich. Well, Rasmussen, who's not a good time trialist, completely melted down today, had two wrecks already. He's not even finished. He's already had two wrecks and changed his bike three times. Now, this is in a time trial where you don't just stop and you can make up the time later. You know, you can catch back up. This is, you know, You're every second counts. Yeah. yeah. And you're stopping to change bikes. So, and they also leave in intervals on these time trial days. Um, uh, most of the riders leave in one-minute intervals. And then when you get to the top 20 riders, who, like Lance will leave last of all of them because he's sitting in the first position. But when you get to the top 20 riders, they leave three minutes apart. Well, Michael Rasmussen, who left third to last, has already been passed by the second-to-last guy, Ulrich, and he just got passed by Lance. And he, he got passed by Lance, too. So he's bringing up the rear now. Yeah. He'll finish the day. He'll be the last rider to cross the finish line. But um, so Ulrich is, is going to get on the podium in Paris. And uh, I love that because I love Jan Ulrich. He's starting to become my favorite. I hope he wins next year when how, how dirty old? Lance leaves. How old is Ulrich? He's uh, 31 or 32. So he's still got some years left. Yeah, he's got a he's got a couple, which will be good. So we're keeping an eye on the Tour de France. I know it beats some people down because it's kind of hard to understand. But once you learn it, it, it's fascinating. And you know that's probably like most sports. Yeah, most sports. If you don't, you know, if you learn about it, you can get interested in it. The, one of the funniest experiences I had, um, you know, in in the sporty sense, was. Uh, going to see a, a ranger game um, out at the ballpark with a British guy who had never witnessed a baseball game in his life and just trying to, you know, so many of the rules and, and so many innate baseball things that we take for granted were just the biggest mysteries to him. Like, why did he stop there? 
you know? Why didn't he keep running? Uh-huh. And, well, you know, he didn't want to be thrown out. He just didn't understand what the hell was going on. Hey, I don't know what the hell cricket is. Yeah, I, I, know. I don't understand that. And you talk, they're so crazy for that over there. And I look at that, God, that looks boring. Yeah, especially when the the matches last like three days. Uh-huh. I don't understand that at all. And they stop for tea. Do they? How gay is that? <laughs> so cricket's kind of like baseball and croquet. Yeah. And, and lawn darts. And badminton. I don't understand cricket at all. At least soccer I understand. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know what really confuses me is I don't know the difference between rugby and Australian rules football. I thought it was the same name, same thing, just spelled differently. No, they're different. Oh. But I don't know what, I don't know how they're different. That rugby's a violent sport. <laughs> you, you saw it, the, uh, you didn't go to ticket fight night, did you? No. But we had some rugby guy show up there. And he was battling the meanest looking... Oh, I did hear about that. He just had it up him. Satanist. And he whooped that guy's ass. I mean, and he was like ready for more. And here's the attitude of the rugby guys. All his rugby buddies were out there that yeah. he plays rugby with. And they were, they were like, uh, hey, let one of us put on gloves. We'll fight him. <laughs> they wanted to fight each other. Yeah. They don't care. They just love kicking ass. It's fun. Yeah. They, no, they, no don't, animosity. Hold, they don't hold just, grudges. They're not really angry. <laughs> no. They just like fighting. Yeah. Two best friends just, let's get in there and <laughs> kick each other's ass. <laughs> so crazy. And all that British hooliganism, I, I'm kind of fascinated with that. Yeah. So, Yano, we could just cross the finish line, and he has the best time. Um, one hour, 12 minutes, and nine seconds. Can you ride a bike that long? No. <laughs> no. At that pace? Half that pace. I couldn't do half the pace. How long is the time trial? What, how many 36 miles? 36 miles, 38 miles, somewhere in there. Goodness. Something like that. So, so far, Ulrich has finished at 112.09. Vinokurov is second, 113.02. And then you got uh, a couple Americans, Julik and Bobby Julik and Landis. Julik? Julik. It's kind of spelled, but it's kind of uncomfortable. Who would want to do that? Joining us on the uh, ticket hotline, I believe we uh, have made contact with the Cowboys owner. Hey, good morning, man. And general hey. manager, Jerry Jones. Morning, Jerry. How are you? There isn't any way that Don Perkins' name is going to make it over to the new stadium. <laughs> yeah. Now, why do you want to start off the interview with that? <laughs> I don't want his name dirtying up my new sheetrock. Yeah, we were oh. talking about that earlier, I guess. Yeah, I, I predict the movers will lose those letters in the move somehow. <laughs> oh, that's Jerry. Well, you know, truth be told, uh, we are uh, uh, going to be done with the Ring of Honor when we get to the new stadium anyway. You know, are you going to transfer it over there? No, uh, I'm, I'm going to start some uh, new idea that I think is going to be a lot more popular. <laughs> uh, we're going to start the Graveyard of Champions. The Graveyard of Champions. <laughs> yeah, and the way it works, you sign a statement stating the statement that uh, <laughs> if you want to be honored by the Cowboys, that you will donate your body to the team, and we can bury you in the Graveyard of Champions <laughs> at our new stadium. Is it going to be like behind the end zone or something? Or 
Yeah, it'll be just, uh, as a matter of fact, it may be in the end zone. You just kind of have to dodge the headstones. Oh, oh that'd be great. <laughs> just like the old Yankee Stadium. That'd be right, fantastic. Right. We've already dug up uh, Bullet Bob, getting him ready for the move. And, oh, no. <laughs> and then we dug up Don Meredith. and uh, He's not dead. We're also trying to secure the dead gay bones of Bob Lilly. He's still alive He's still also. alive, and don't oh. call him gay. And why are you... <laughs> Why are you digging up these guys when the new stadium is still four years in the offing? Well, we're just getting it all ready. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's good to get a head start on this. And one man who understands getting a head start is uh, Crazy Ray. He's already expressed some interest in the graveyard. He uh, even put uh, put up a down payment of a footed shin bone. Uh, oh, my gosh. He started giving that to us as a down payment. He's a little short on cash, so we accepted that. And, uh, it wasn't really... Uh, diabetes that uh, chewed his leg off. It yeah. was um, his desire to be in our new deluxe cowboy graveyard. Oh, I guess that gosh. says a lot about his love for the team. Oh yeah, it certainly does. And uh, I'm sure he'll join us, uh, uh, not only join St. Peter, but join us in the new graveyard here pretty soon. Oh my <laughs> gosh. He already has one foot in the grave. Literally. <laughs> Jeez, Jerry. We mainly wanted to talk about Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett this morning. That big announcement well, I love you made. I love Ring of Honor talk. Uh, Ring of Honor uh, makes my hand gay and horny for myself. Let's talk about it. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess it was an easy decision to induct these three all at the same time? It was, uh, George. It really was. <laughs> uh, uh, they were uh, so important to our team and uh, to our positivity. Uh, triplets. That's what I call them. Triplets. Yeah, everyone right? called them uh, that. <laughs> because uh, uh, although they all have different mothers, uh, I am I am all their fathers, and uh, so uh, that's why I still call them the triplets. That's an odd <laughs> twist that we didn't know. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, of course, uh, none of them look like you. No, they don't. And uh, um, yeah, a couple of them I was slumming a little bit on, but uh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Jerry. But. Uh, <laughs> you should be coming out here talking about their great careers, not making up stuff like that. Oh, well, they, they certainly did have great, great careers. And uh, uh, as soon as they die, they'll, they'll be honored by the Cowboys, too. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, if, uh, if we get the body uh, soon enough, we're just going to mount them in sports poses instead of burying them. Oh, wow. I don't think that's weird. I already have a deal to... Uh, Mount Michael Irvin in a pose catching a football while double teaming a girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have a deal. <laughs> he agreed to that? Oh my goodness, I gotta go. Jerry Jr. just wet his pull up. There you go, a special encore presentation of fake Jerry today. You wanna tell him the why character you did that? that Yeah, we're retiring that character. No. Um, that's no. the last you've heard of fake Jerry. We look forward to replacing him with um, Fake Steven. It's going to be the new character. Now, uh, we wanted to, of course, present that because we received so much email, people asking for it. <laughs> um, all right, it's uh, 1038 on Sports Radio 13 in the ticket. The final time trial of the tour of Lance's last race. Our lovely Texan going over there and kicking all kinds of ass in some French event. Um, he has won today. He beat Jan Ulrich and Vinokurov and Basso, and he has won the 20, 20th stage of the Tour de France. That's pretty cool. That is. It's a nice storybook ending for Lance. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
I saw his mom hugging him there at the end, and then someone told me it turned out to be Cheryl Crow. Um, <laughs> Cheryl Crow's fate. Rock me! And it's tense because Lance's kids are there, but where's that first wife, the one that's not quite as famous? I guess she's out of the picture. Was she there? I didn't see her. I wouldn't think she would be. It's just so tense. It's so tense that people can't stay in love and keep it going. Yeah. I hate the world. Tell me about it. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, David. What? I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so now we can be done with that event. Maybe we'll... Hold on, I'm going to switch mic. You're listening to continuing coverage of Gordon switching chairs on the ticket. Look, there they are. Oh, there's Linda Armstrong Kelly. Oh, no, that's his mom. She's hotter than Lan than uh, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, I don't... You know, she is. Lance's mom is a good-looking woman, and I guess her and Cheryl are about the same age. She's got two Live Strong bracelets on. Does she? Well, she's going to live for forever then. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know, I saw a kid, um, I was at a restaurant a week ago or so, and I saw this, like, high school girl, I guess, <clears throat> uh -huh. and uh, had, like, the Live Strong bracelet, and then the Support the Troops bracelet, and then the Tsunami bracelet, and then the, the one, you know, the white bracelet, and, like, two or three others, like, six, seven different, you know, those little uh, rubber cause bracelets. Uh-huh. It was, it was uh, kind of overkill. Red, white, and blue ranger, support the ranger bracelet. Do they have those now? Yep. You know how those That's things started? Cheapening. They were called ballers. And they were for basketball players. Before they shot free throws, they would snap the these rubber band bracelets. These, you know... And Nike had already had them out for that purpose. And then when they said, well, let's do something, you know, for this, for the Lance Armstrong Foundation, they said, some guy, it wasn't Lance that came up with the idea. Some guy in Nike said, let's do those um, baller bracelets and, you who, know, put Livestrong Who, Liv came, who came up with Livestrong? Ribby? <laughs> I think so. Sounds like something Ribby would do. All right, so um, we've got that in the books. We, we, we can now be done with the Tour de France. Unless we, unless we get Craig on to talk about it. I think we've had enough today. Yeah. Oh, there's Cheryl Crow making out with Jan Ulrich. That's, oh, that's got to be a blow to Lance Armstrong today. At least it looked like him, like, like her. All right, um, we have a guy on the line who knows the difference between rugby and Australian rules football, David. Oh, good. Hi, Jason. Hey, guys. I kind of know the difference. I'm well, not, I'm not, I, I don't understand Australian rules myself. Okay. All I know is is that in rugby, it's kind of like the NFL. They don't stop every time the ball goes to the ground or the guy gets tackled. And with Australian rules, it's played on cricket grounds. The, all the fields are different sizes, and the, the goal is to kick it between the two posts for points. So you're um, not, like, taking it over the goal line for a try. You're trying to get it through the uprights. Right. Okay. All right, now we have another guy on the line who says the NASA. I have no idea what this huh. call is about, but the subject line is the NASA. Hi, Rick. You're on AM radio. Hey, Gordo. I've been trying to call you for the last two years. I'm glad you finally got through. Are you aware of what's going on with the NASA program? 
Oh, no, we lost him. No, he's still there. Oh. Oh, you bunch of whores. Uh, sir, oh. you're still here. Okay, but anyway, but uh, what they're doing now is they've got this mad-ass scramble to try to get... Are you still with me? We're here. Okay, they got this mad-ass scramble to get to launch the shuttle, but... Y'all a bunch of whores. No, no, we're still here. We're still but anyway... Here. But, but but anyway, they got this mad-ass just pace to just get the shuttle lot, but they're going to discontinue it. Now, bear in mind that they're going to... Gordon, are you still there? I'm sorry, yes. Oh. Oh, I man. wanted to learn more about the shuttle. Apparently, they're in some sort of mad-ass scramble. Well, hopefully he can call back mm. here in a couple years. Have you ever had the... Uh, we'll get the update on that. Have you ever had the mad-ass scramble at Breadwinners? Yeah, it's, it's great, really isn't good. it? Great with that chorizo in it? Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Hello? You're on AM Radio. Hey, Gordon. Hey. Hey, listen... I have to say I, I love that I'm insane now on your website. I, I have to admit I've been playing with that all day, and I love it. Is that the woman that's falling through the bubbles? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is fun. That's addicting, isn't it? Yeah, I that's love what? it. what? That's my boy. Say the ticket rock. The ticket rock. Later. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hi, Gordo. Hey. I love you. Okay. Just wanted you to know that. All right. Okay, bye. You have a good life. Okay. All right. Good times. See you later. It's 1044 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Coming up next, the story of a missing wiener in Houston. Oh. Proudly scraping the bottom of America's bedpan. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. I'm leaving on a journey, striking out alone. My friend has come to see me off, and now it's time to go. Okay. What? Is this I a want to hold him in my arms, tuck my head and
special too to France song, isn't it? Dave Lane on piano. It's lovely, Dave. Thank you. Good this is Dave and me singing a song. That's good, Dave. Thank good you. job. Thank Reiner for any more vexing questions we might have here. <laughs> huh. Weird. <laughs> 304 here on Sports no, Radio. 1053. 1053 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. You listen to The Rant. Happy Saturday morning to you. I hope everyone had a pleasant day yesterday and today. What? Or, hey, what did you do last night? I was free last night, and you never called me. I never call you. Why don't you ever call me? Because you never want to do anything. I'm changing that. I, you know, it was actually, it was fun, but it was kind of depressing. I, oh God. I'm sorry. So many telephone calls coming in right now. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Um, I went to go see a, a, a friend's band last night. Okay. Um, they're friends of the rant from a long time ago. You remember the 100 Inevitables? Yeah. Jeff and Toby. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, went to go see them. They played a show at Club Dada last night. And it was depressing? <clears throat> well, I hadn't been to Dada in ages. Uh-huh. And, you know, back in the late 90s, you know, back when I was in my, uh, my drunken heyday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Friday and Saturday nights were always packed at Dada because Friday nights you had the uh, Hard Nights Day, and then they'd always have some headliner. And then Saturday, you had the dead thing. And they always had some headliner after that. Right. And so it was always packed, especially in the summer when they would have bands on that back patio. You know, and there was always so many girls there. And it was just a great scene. You like that? It was, it was really fun. And so I went back there last night. And it was the first time I'd been there in such a long time. First of all, Deep Ellum was just totally dead. No one goes to Deep Ellum anymore. And then... Okay, why is that? Just because there, you know, places like West Village have opened up. There's, you know, there's places downtown. Is West Village hopping on a Friday night? Yeah. Well, they're, they're do just, they have clubs there or is it just restaurants? No, stuff? they have clubs and bars and whatnot. But what? they're just... What do they have there? <clears throat> uh, like Nikita, you know, and um, crap. I don't remember. But there, I mean, there's a lot. There, there's the Loon, of course, over there that gets a lot of business. Yeah. But there's just a lot more places to go now than there used to be. And, and I think just people are scared of Deep Elm because there's been, you know, some, you know, criminal activity down there. Not any recently, but people just have that stigma about it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but there was just nobody there. I mean, nobody was at the show and nobody was, you know, even next door at the bone, you know, which used to be crawling with people. That was pretty much empty. So it kind of uh, made me feel really old, basically. Like my... my uh, Your haunts my, are dead? Yeah, my haunts, my youth was just a faded memory. 
You know, but the thing you need to realize, Dave, is that your youth wasn't that great. Why do you say that? Why have good old day syndrome for... Oh, I'm... I, my present day life is way better than... Okay. ...then. But still, it's just, you know... As is mine. That's why I just don't look with... I'm telling you, nostalgia is a worse whore than death. Nostalgia kills you long before death does. And those people who always look back, man, that's bad news. Yeah, I don't know. It's just made me a little bit sad. You know, because times change. People that's, change. That's good that times change. Your life got better. But, you know, Dada is such a cool place. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's just it was sad to see that it had kind of, uh, you know, fallen like that. You know, and the the really sad maybe thing... Maybe you just got it on an off night. How do you know? Well, maybe so. But, uh, you know, they just don't book big acts there anymore any, either, you know? Um, but what was really sad is I went to the bar to try and get a drink, you know, and... Um, I, they stopped I, serving drinks? I wanted to do a shot, <laughs> and so I asked for uh, Tuaka. Can I get a shot of Tuaka? Sorry, we're out of Tuaka. Okay, um, how about a shot of Cuervo? Eh, we're, we're out of Cuervo. Is Salsa okay? Sure, I'll take a shot of Salsa. Um, can I get... Uh, a beer? Uh, yeah, can I get an Amstel with that? I'm sorry, we're out of Amstel. Okay. It sounds like they've been really busy lately. Um, how, about a, how about a Dos Equis? No, I'm sorry, we're out of Dos Equis. Heineken? No, we're out of Heineken. We got Tecate. And so... I think I ended up having a Corona or something, but they were out of everything. Like they well, hadn't. See, they've been doing well. No, it's just because they hadn't restocked the bar in about a month. I asked. I asked the bartender. I said, "Are you guys going out of business?" And he goes, "Yeah, it seems like it." He's not serious. Though, no, is he? no, he was joking. But I mean, it was just. Uh, it was kind of sad. So say a prayer for Club Dada today. Why can't Dada you just today. have a regular beer? Why don't you just get? I did. Well, I did. Bud Light. I did have a Bud Light. I did have plenty of Bud Light. I got pretty ripped. And then I drove home. David, why are you doing that? In the that? back of a cab. In the back but of a cab. That's road home. That's not driving home. You said drove. I, I meant ride. And I know you didn't take a cab. How do you know that? Because you live far away from Dada. And your cheap ass would never spring for a cab. Well, did you drag anything out of there? I did. I, I drug it there, too, so it doesn't really count. Oh, really? It was this one. Yeah, it's a friend of my mom's. Oh, David. Oh, it's getting so bad <laughs> for you. <laughs> okay, we teased the uh, greenest story. Gosh, isn't that just the worst? Yeah, I'm dating a friend of my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, All right, yes, we did tease the what story? The greenest story. Okay. I don't know whether we're early for break or late for break right no, now. No, we're on time. We've already done the 50, so we're... Okay, yeah, so let's yeah, do the story. We're good. Now, are we legal? Let's get legal. We're super legal? Let's triple our legalization. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. can we play the ID? KTCK Dallas-Fort Worth, KTDK Sanger. And there, here's David. All right. Can we have some greenest music? Mm. Um, on the ticket? You are certainly still listening to the ticket. So this woman, Delmi Ruiz. A any music. Anything at all. And Open your mic and hum, maybe. Huh. There you go. All right. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, Dave, yeah. So, gosh, were you ever in the Army? Oh. I'm sorry, Dave. Yes. You were lost Please. in your own yes, fantasy over there. Uh, Have you ever thought about a guy, like, just, you and a guy just saying, screw convention, screw society, let's just, let's do what we feel like we want to do? Honestly, no. I'd... I'm glad, because, man, that's screwed up. Man, that's messed up. I mean, are you looking to me for permission? Just one friend that thinks it's okay? <laughs> Good, because, I'm. Um, that's just gross. I mean... Why would you ever? You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever, like, just turned to a friend and say, man, let's let's grab a sixer and go mess around? You know, just... just see let's where just the, see what it's like. See, I mean, we're not gay. Goes. I mean, we're not gay. All we, right? we can stop at any time. Whenever we want to. We're, we're basically doing it as a joke. Could you, could you keep a straight face? And, and, and make love to you? Yes. After the show, we just... Decide to go get a sixer and mess How would around. you know? He's standing behind you. Is that on the air? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sir. Uh, I, I mean, the, when I first, like, reach out to touch. Yeah. We would laugh. There's no way. We would laugh at first, but, you know, ultimately, your face would be buried in a pillow, and we wouldn't have to deal with the laughing thing so much. Yeah. When your body goes lifeless, I mean, I know you're not going to laugh then. Gross. All right. <clears throat> Delmi Ruiz. I don't want to talk about that anymore, so let's talk I about... I need you a six-pack, a box of protection, and a 55-gallon drum, and a hacksaw. And that would be a great Friday night for me. And a length of bungee cord? Yeah. And a ball gag. <laughs> and a Doberman. What? Hey, done? by the way, speaking done? of, what? you know that story we did last week about the um, oh, the guy, the horse guy that died yeah, as yeah, a result yeah, of yeah. a horse encounter? In Seattle or outside of Seattle at the farm? And we didn't know, we didn't have all the details of it, but it turns out that the horse was the man. Did you know this? Just the horse was the man in the situation. How did you, how, how do you get a horse to consent to that? I don't know. There's a form for it. Yeah, I guess you have to get them to sign the form, the consent form. Get a hoof print. Yeah. Man. Well, no wonder there was internal bleeding. That's that's crazy. That's super gayness is what that is. Can you imagine you have, being You have to so, graduate to a horse. So powerfully gay. <laughs> that's all that's going to do it for you. Oh, my gosh. Hey, did you get my little thinking of you? Yeah. yeah. What the hell? What is your problem? All right, what's the story, David? And how did her insides get outside? Just don't... I don't know how people invert their body like that. <laughs> Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> All right. So this woman... This, this makes me hate being a human. What's the matter with this? This right. woman, Delmi Ruiz, has been found guilty of aggravated assault in... An attack on her ex-boyfriend. This uh, happened this past week in Houston, the trial. 
Um, she listened to the verdict through headphones for some reason. Not sure why. Maybe for the UN. Yeah. She uh, closed her eyes and lowered her head when she heard the verdict. Uh, now they're going to move on to the punishment phase. What did she do? You might ask. Well, she testified that uh, Armando Nunez came over to her house. It's her ex-boyfriend. Came over to her house after work and demanded food and sex. <sighs> he graped her and demanded groral. And I guess as some of that activity was going on, she reached over and grabbed a knife and... And removed the weapon. Removed the, removed off his weapon. the offending member. Yeah. And left him with uh, nary a nub. Do you ever fear that? See, I don't. Because my thought would be, it would be a blessing for that to be removed. Because then I could upgrade it. Can they? Do they really have things that they can put on there that work? I think. I mean... You would have no feeling, though. No, I think you do. I mean, there's like a... Isn't... I mean, like, I, I, personally, I would get something, you know, like a black model. He's black. But, yeah, I mean, aren't there... They're organ donors, right? For that thing? Maybe, um, yeah. I think I signed the back of my license and donated that. Yeah, I'm going to become an organ donor, but that's the only organ I'm going to donate. And I'm only going to donate it, I'm going to specify donating to a hot girl. <laughs> so anyway, that's that story. Not really much to it. What is this, uh, what does this guy want to talk about? Rick, you're on the ticket. Yeah, I would like to uh, congratulate Gen X Dating. Okay. Give me 20 seconds of latitude here. Okay. He, he is the only human who is just one incident away from hitting for the abandonment cycle. I mean, first, his parents leave him. Second, the ticket leaves him. Third, his wife leaves him. And now, sometime soon down the road, I'm sure his kid will run away from home and be like, how do you know what home works? That old man means old man. You're even parent. So I just... Hitting just, for the abandonment cycle. Yes, and I just you know, want to congratulate him. He's such a good trooper. He did such a good job yesterday. And, you know, the award, he'll be out at his own little personal graveyard in his backyard. And his daughter's going to be like, what do you mean interracial? You don't even know what parents are. What? Um, what? Huh? Are we doing a show? Are we on the air? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show oh, so cool. far. Okay, I'll leave you a message. Thanks. Uh, what? <laughs> All right, that opens up a line, 214-787-1310. By the way, if you want to email Dave, dave at gordonkeith.com. Yeah, I think that still works. Yeah? Even though... I'm gordon at gordonkeith.com. If you have any offensive material, send it to Dave. No, he loves send it. it. Gordon loves that. He loves soiling his hard drive. I don't. I've, I've sent you the most shocking stuff. You do. And you get it from somewhere. Yeah. P1s? Yes. But the amazing thing is that people out there actually film themselves doing this stuff. Like that, that one I sent you last night. I don't know how the human body does that. That's just weirdness. It is disturbing. It's, it's called, I guess it's prolapsing of some sort. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So if I look, looked up prolapsing.com... 
Yeah, see what comes up. See that's some kind of sight. Uh, let's see. Let's go to line three on the ticket. You're on AM radio. I want to talk to Gordo. Okay. Hey, Gordo. Is it a Gordo? Yes. Oh, you're rolling screeners? Uh, yeah. Oh. Nothing on We Pro kind of have a producer. <laughs> oh, wow. But y'all are failing. Hey. Yes, sir. I've called you before, and we've discussed this before. Why do you don't bag on Indians, man? Why can't you bag on the Packies instead? I don't bag on Indians. What's, what's the difference? I support, hey, listen, they were in this country first, and we came here Shut up, and took their land. So, okay, stop the ignorant bit. I know you, man. What? Indian from India, man. Oh, those? Ooh. Not the Native American, the so-called lowest of all races, you know? I don't bag on them. I have women rank the races, and the Indian guy usually comes in last. That's the women ranking them, not me. Come across, guys, you know... Why not? Let's, I, let's come to an agreement. Let's bag on the Packies instead. No, because I think they got they 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 can be terrorists from time to time. Yeah, well, not from time to time. They're born terrorists, man. That's why you know, we Indians don't like Packies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an Indian, sir. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I just heard oh, about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, uh, well, have you found that women are prejudicial against the Indian man? No, not at all. Are you are you arranged to be married? If you're, if you're good looking, you're good looking. That I don't think it makes a difference, you know. Yeah, but if you have that weird skin, well, <laughs> some would say your pale skin is kind of weird too, you know. Well, see, I, I have a not to hot women. I have a friend. Women love me, sir. Have you met, have you met any Indian women? Indian women are the most beautiful women in the world. Hey, there are some hot Indian women, and I there's some uh, like some of my favorite works of art of Indian women. I think they're the hottest. Oh yeah, but uh, you're talking about. But some of them are also the ugliest. Well, as you can say about white people too, though. I mean, look at Davy and his nose. I mean. Yeah, but at least he's white. Yeah, but look at his nose, though. Oh uh, yeah, good point. But at least I'm white. You might as well be Indian, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, just to fine. just to correct you, hey, I, I don't bag on Indians. But just so you can stop bagging on Indians, why don't we do that old uh, let's grab a six pack and see what happens theory? Well, no. Oh. No, if I was going to do that, because I was going to stoop so low as to engage in homosexuality, it would not be with an Indian. Okay, now i got a question for you, man. Is, yeah. Is, is, is George really that blatantly racist, though? I mean, if you were up to him, do you think he'd, he would say, like, you're of all non-white people in the country? Oh, please, come on. The answer to that is yes. You know this stuff. Yeah, one time I was at, it was, it was at the, when y'all did the Byron Nelson at that house party, and we rode that... <laughs> big old ticket excursion or whatever. Now, yeah. George is in the truck with us. Yeah, he wouldn't talk he to wouldn't you. He wouldn't talk to us. Yeah. He wouldn't. Now, Grego rode with us, and Grego was great, you know, dropping F-bombs left and right, but George wouldn't talk to us. Yeah. Well, that's typical George. Yeah. But yeah he, nothing you know, surprising about what I'm you're saying. I'm a good family guy. I'm a good role model. Uh -huh. I mean, I can't wait till his son, you know, goes on a big pot bins and brings No, on. come on. Don't bring his family into it. Well, I'm just saying. It's going to happen. That'll get you cut off. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's got so some I'm really saying, good kids. George is a good dad, a good father, and a good okay, friend. But, he's okay, just but, racist. But, okay, he might be a good dad, but he's not going to be... Uh, the way he pounds his chest, he's not going to be above his son being a normal teenage boy like we were, though. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Oh, just doing experimenting with pot or drinking or, you know, three girls at once, maybe a guy, you know, like that. Man, I need to be a teenager again. Is yeah. that all what's going on? No, I think George will be great at handling whatever situation comes his way. As long as he, as long as none of his sons date a black girl. Yeah, as long as it's not interracial dating. 
Yeah, well, he acts like he, it's never going to happen. Oh, so not me. I'm the dominator. That doesn't happen, you know? I mean, it's it's really... Uh, it's really, yeah. yeah. Randy, you're on the ticket. Now we're late. Hey, Gordo, oh, how's it going? Hey, Tom. Are, hey. We're supposed to break at 03? Yeah, or 05 or 07. Oh, okay. Hey, Randy, what do you have to say? Or 012. Well, first I want to congratulate you, Gordo, and allowing an adopted person on the show, because I'm an adopted person, too. And yeah, see, it's, it's courage. I'm showing a lot of courage by trying to remove the stigma of adoption. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's great that you're doing that. But, hey, speaking on the engine talk. Uh, the uh, I'm sorry, sir? The engine? The you mean Indian Native talk? American? Yeah, well, I saw two uh, Middle Eastern Indians at the gallery yesterday. Hot and bald. Hotter than any girl I've ever seen in Dallas. And also, I wanted to follow up uh, to see if y'all are going to allow, if Corby is going to allow his daughter to uh, swim in the canal in Arlington. That's a good question. That is a good question. Will Corby try to continue that family tradition? Probably. Corby, by the way, is on vacation today. Yeah, why isn't he here? I just noticed that. He's playing golf, I think. He's having his in-town vacation, as you advised him to. Hmm. Uh, I'll take one more. Hi, Sean. You're on the ticket. The reason they have the dots on their head is because their husband always pokes them in the face and goes, you're so ugly. That just because I don't... <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um, um, shot in the back of your driver's license does not necessarily make an organ donor, and that is not an organ you can transplant, sir. No, it isn't? Uh, no. no, mostly it's... Then I have no interest in organ donation. It's the internal organs, sir. Well, what if it's inverted? What about if I knock it up in me? Then I think that's okay. What about if I curve it around? It's internal then. Yes. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Stay hard, Garrett. Thank you. Coming up next, the story of the 12-year-old dad that admits he's gay? No, father of 12. Oh. Cowboys, Cowboys. Football season is coming, and we're your station for Cowboys hot sports opinions. Brought to you by Miller Lite and Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Eleven twenty-two, Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Why do we have this question up on our screen? Does David Spade have millions, and how does he get hot women? Just a question. Well, the first part is yes, and that answers the second Does part, he really have it? millions? Yeah. He's made a ton of movies. Yeah. I mean, they all suck, but he probably got paid a million apiece, at least. How does he get hot chicks, though? Because of the money and the fame. What, why did you even think of David Spade? <laughs> yeah. We're watching, uh, what's this show? Just what? Shoot Me? Yeah, Just Shoot Me. He probably got paid... Uh, good chunk of change for that uh, credit card commercial. The, that one where he says, and my big yellow shirt or whatever. That uh, Capital One Capital thing. One. Yeah, so he gets women. He's not funny. How is your confidence with women, Dave? How much can we talk about you and women? Not at all. Not at all? 
No. I don't think it's a good subject. No, it's really not. Okay. <laughs> there you have that. <laughs> Are you confident in your ability to get women? That's the question. Uh... Versus, say, five or ten years ago, yes. Are you better now than you've ever been? Yes. In spite of my being three-fourths of the way of the abandonment cycle. Right. But you learn from your abandonment cycle. Uh-huh. What about you guys in there? Can you get women? Here's Jason. My wife doesn't let me date. Oh, no. I Jason. know. Sad. How long have you been with your wife? We've been married five years. We dated seven years previous to that. Wow. So you haven't seen Strange in a long time. Ever. Ever? Ever. Ever. You, this is your first girlfriend? Wow. Yes. Oh, this is so Bob Sturm-esque. Wow. You I don't go to church powder or nothing. Keg. You are a powder keg. Yeah. What do you do? So you were how old when you met? 19. I was 19. Oh, oh. no. She was uh, 13. Uh, or no, she was 18. Oh, she was 18. <laughs> was, uh, was she She'd e had equally, one before. equally She'd had one or virginal? two before. I believe I would be her only one as well. You believe? You believe. It's, it's not a it's subject. Just, I, mean, I just take her word for it, you know. Don't don't investigate that too no, much, no, by no, the way, no. Jason. I just asked her once and she said, Oh, you're, you're, yeah. you're pretty much my first? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, what do you consider first? So I just took her word for it. Yeah, don't 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 get too far into that story. You know, a lot of times when you talk to girls um, and you you ask them that question, um, they they don't take into account any activity other than long term boyfriends. Yeah, or or the uh, the actual deed. Mm -hmm. They they'll do everything except for that, and then yeah. they Girl. Don't count. Yeah, and sometimes they'll have banal mm -hmm. love, and that doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Does it count for a guy though? That's not love. No, I don't think so. So <laughs> yes, it counts for a guy, and it should count for the girl. Banal is not cheating. If you have banal with a girl, I think your wife's going to consider that cheating. But what if? But, but if a girl, if a girl has it, banal, then it's not yeah. it's not Grex. Right. Right. Why is that so? I don't understand that. Hey, I don't know, but that's my rule. You know, in my relationship, it's you know, I can have all the banal I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people you know, people are they ha they rationalize and compartmentalize like that. And I've known guys who, you know, you ever cheated on your wife? No. Yeah, but I saw you making out with that girl at that strip club. Yeah, but... She's <laughs> a stripper. A stripper, and, you know, she's just making out. I mean, it's not, you know... I thought Bob asked you not to talk about that. Yeah, oh, well, I didn't say his name. Oh. Um... So... So... Is, uh... Do you and your wife have kids, Jason? We have a son, yes, sir. How old is he? Six months. Wow. Oh, that's right. You just started so uh, like uh, six months ago. Did he have <laughs> <laughs> we'll just pretend like we didn't hear that in the background. <laughs> that's uh, six months. Yes. So uh, how sexually adventurous is your wife? With me? Or with anyone, uh, you included. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's like some things that you try to convince her. Hey, sweetheart, let's let's try this. You know, I never got to do this with anybody else. Yeah, so. We're pretty on. conservative. Are you? Yeah. Are, are you Are you back on the horse after the kiddo? Yes. Good. How Good long How long did that take? That took That took a month or two. Yeah. Before she was desirable enough to want to do it to, or before she was. You know, a lot of depressed? it. You know, it wasn't necessarily that. It was more. It was probably more me than her. She had a C-section, and oh, yeah. you just worry about... Busting the stitches. Boy, yeah. you're pretty confident in yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, so you ought to... The attitude that I have, if a woman's had a kid, she's done as far as being a sex object. That's, I mean, why, that's why you've worthless. got the banal clause. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then she's a mother. And do you really want to fulfill that slang term that's been thrown your way several times? No. So what do you do? That's that's when the cheating begins. You're doing her a favor, basically. Right. Because you don't want to... See, it is a noble thing because you don't want to soil... The mother of your children. Yeah. Well, how do you have the second child, then? Insemination? You don't. You don't. She handles that on her own. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Is this the problem that Scott Peterson had? He didn't know how to look at her uh, after... <laughs> he didn't know what to do, so he, I guess I'll just, you know... I guess so. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to speculate because he did bring it up on the air, so it is my job to wildly speculate. But maybe that's what it was. Maybe if he... Maybe if Scott Peterson had a banal clause, he wouldn't have killed his wife. Right. We all need the banal clause. Any of the guy that delivers presents to kids? <laughs> in, but he does in, in Germany. Yeah. But he doesn't come through the front door. Yeah. He always... He has the key. He always has the key else. to the back door. Yeah. Um, and he, anyway, he, what, what were we talking about? He leaves droppings in the kid's shoes. <laughs> That's how you can tell whether it's Santa or Banal Claus <laughs> that, that visited you by the residue that was left. <laughs> Banal leaves droppings, and Santa just leaves, I don't know. Candy canes? I was going to say a particular kind of soap, but... Soft? Anyway, let's uh, certainly move on here on the ticket. There, you teased that. Oh, oh we're late. We're yeah, late, we are. Though. All right, coming up next, a story of a dad who had 12 kids and then made a shocking announcement. Next. Breaking sports news first, guaranteed with the ticket ticker at 10, 30, and 50 past every hour on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Eleven thirty-seven, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. My name is Gordon Keith, along with uh, Davis Lane, who is, well, this is back like the show used to be. Yep, rant the way it should be. No Corby today. You think it's the way it should be? That's what you always say. Well, because that's what everyone tells me. I get this email. Let me read it here as soon as I bring it up. You just got it today? Yeah. During the show? Yeah. Already, today is a great show. And you want to know why? Because that 
Rat Fink Corby is gone and Davy gets to shine more. Hmm. What? Thank God comes to us from Robbie. I don't really know that I've shined today. Uh, let's see. It seems like I've gotten some other ones here. Great show so far. I like it with that Corby. <laughs> You're making it up now. No, let's see. Uh, some woman something. just sent me a picture of her ass. No, what makes you think it's real? Well, it's probably not her. Huh. Um, no, I like Corby. You know, Corby is a weird thing. Corby is such a polarizing force here at the ticket. He really is. People either hate him or they like him. There's not a lot of people who are indifferent about Corby. No. Uh, do you think people may hate him just because he kind of, they see him as, you know, he just kind of took over the hardline show? No, I think, you know why I think people hate him? I think because... The annoying voice? No, I think because he's cocky. Because he's like the, you know, kind of the popular kid, you know? It's the, it's the high school mentality. You know, they don't like him. Tampons are amazing. Hold on, Corby. Do you, do you disagree? Uh, well, I don't exactly understand what you're saying first. I was well, you know, he w he's, you know, like the, you know, the cocky kid that, you know, excels in sports and is class president and dates the pretty girls. And, you know, it's just, it's like, uh, you know, he's easy to hate. It's more of a, like an kind of an envy thing. Not that people necessarily want to be him, but they just... Why should he have all that? You know what I mean? Not th I'm not uh -huh. building him up as like he's some great human or anything. I'm just saying that I think that's... See, I don't, I don't get that from him. I guess he is good at golf. And he's, he's definitely cocky. You've got to... Yeah, uh, he is cocky. But he has that... To me, he could never be big man on campus because he has that annoying pipsqueak voice thing. You know, he has that, that just... Shaky little, you know, shaky little, little brother voice. Yeah. So I guess that's what's ruining that whole thing. Everything else you're saying, I guess, kind of sets up. I don't know. Way. We could go to the phones. <laughs> why do people hate Corby? <laughs> All right. Why do people hate Corby? 214-787-1310 is our telephone number. Um, but, you know, Corby... Corby's, I mean, he's good, though. He brought a, you know, breath of fresh air to the hard line, and he and Danny, you know, come up with bits and stuff. And yeah, they're, they're a huge part of that show. Yeah. Not if you ask Reiner, but... I know, that's a, that's a weird, that's a weird dynamic. 214-787-1310 uh, is our telephone number. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey, you know, can you do Davey... Tell Davey for me and ask me if you can say, you know, one more freaking time, please. Do you, you know a lot? I probably do, yeah. Sorry about that. Davey's strong suit is not communicating. I mean, communication has never been your, your best thing. Yeah. It, which is weird that I tried to be in radio. Yeah. But it's probably why I got fired, so. But we always used to make fun of how it takes you forever to say something. I'm much better than I used to be. Much better than much you used better. to be. Hi, you're on the ticket. Corby's great. Right. Yes. I, I agree. What's you? your favorite thing about Corby? Or, mm -hmm. um, hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, Gordo, buddy pants. Uh, okay. 
Hey, uh, I don't hate Cordy, uh, Corby per se. Hey, Corby. Uh, I do hate him every once in a while, but it really annoys me when you go to a uh, sort of show or, or the old 97s and he flips you off. But he did bring in a little bit of genius to the ticket with Hey Deal and some of his catchphrases. <laughs> some of his catchphrases. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on the ticket. Hey, what's the deal with Corby's obsession with money and people in power? That's my problem with him. Yeah, he is pretty materialistic. You can't talk to anyone about or about anyone who's like a celebrity without bringing up how much money they're making and everything like that. Although he claims that he's completely not materialistic. I know. He claims he's completely unmateristic and he... He doesn't need but anything. But he is always the first to, man, did you see how much so-and-so made or... Yeah, exactly. Did, did you see... And I mean, there's a reason why he does like e-news. He is obsessed with celebrity. He loves fame and money. Yeah. You know. It's a little funny. You know. Gordon? Uh, no, David, don't say you know oh, all the time. No. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I love your website. Our word. Cool. Okay. You know. Hi, you're on the ticket. Uh, yeah, this guy that's had uh, 12 kids and is gay. Yes. So I have to have 10 more kids before I can tell my wife I'm gay? Well, no, it's not a requirement. Yeah, we you should do, do that, that story, I guess. Hi, you're on the ticket. Corby smells like stink bait. And he's an engine. Well, he's got a few problems, but he's a nice guy. Yeah. But he still smells like Uncle Charlie stink bait. <laughs> Who is Uncle Charlie? Is that just a brand name? Yes, sir. Okay, we also have a guy here online that says that mothers are sexy. Hey, hey, Gordo. Help yeah, me. I was talking about this earlier and saying that once a woman is given birth, that she is <laughs> no, longer, no longer a sexual object. Yeah. Now, let me let me clarify this. I think your that, own child. Yeah, it's got to be your own child. You could you could do it to a, somebody else's mother. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that I think that you know hot women, they're a little bit dressed down because they didn't have time to get all prettied up. But you can see that you know that kind of milfiness I really like. She has some young children or maybe one or two. You know. Because I don't I don't disagree with you guys at all. I'm right now I'm separated. I'm in the process of a divorce, and the woman that I'm divorced from has two kids that are mine. So I agree that she is no longer what she once was. <laughs> right. But the girl that I've met since I've been separated, she also has two kids. And, you know, hopefully I'll try to edit this for the air, but I'm having the best sex of my life. So <laughs> Thanks for editing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how, did, how exactly yeah, did you so, edit that? Yeah, I agree with you. You can foul her, you know, all day long. Oh, yeah. With, but, her, with, but, her, with her kids in the house? Man. What's that? Stay hard, Gordo. Wait, wait, with her kids in the house? Uh, uh, no. They've gone to sleep. Alvin, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hey. Hey. I don't really mind Corby because uh, I own him. He was auctioned huh. on eBay and I bought him. Okay. Well, I now own the, co the Cobra. All right. Yeah, I oh, you're on the ticket. Yeah, I have a question. Oh, oh my gosh. What happened there? What happened? Hello? Hey, uh... What happened there? The Did I hit that or you? Dave, adopted Dave. Dang it, we had a girl on. And yeah, I know. All right, what do you have to say? Proposition us. Hurry up, what do you have to hey, say? Hey, I wanted to uh, ask you if that porcupine and a dog pick on your website was uh, legitimate. Yeah, I think it is. It's pretty disturbing. Really? Go to theticket.com, click on Gordon Keith, check out the porcupine versus the pit bull pictures. Hi, you're on AM radio. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hi, you're on the ticket. 
Yeah, this is the I Hate Corby Hotline. No. <laughs> no, this is why we like Corby Hotline. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. How much time do we got? Well, go ahead. Start, and I'll tell you when to finish. <laughs> oh, Corby's... Yeah, that's what your wife said last night. That's... Corby's 2FM wacky. That's I think, why we don't like Corby. By the way, I think the porcupine picture is fake. It's not. It's fake. It's 2FM wacky. Okay, thanks. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, I want to say the Stank Man is like the anti-Kid Craddock. Okay. How do you mean? Well, you know how the, you know, when I was a kid, I listened to a kid, and he was the popular kid, but, you know, he's always, now he's always focused on, I don't know, stupid stories and whatnot that are positive. Stank Man is always negative. It's always bad things, but he's got the same attitude or approach to uh, everything that he's broadcasting. Mm-hmm. They're real boisterous and in your face and kind of jovial, but uh, just always, I don't know, it's just anti-Kid Craddock. It's, it's all bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. That's why he's known as uh, an AM Yuck Monkey, because he produces yucks and monkeys. Hi, you're on the ticket. Yeah, I've got a theory on Corby. Okay. He wasn't the popular kid. He was the kid that got to be friends with the popular kids. <laughs> and he just happened to have enough personality to where the popular kids wouldn't beat his ass. And that's why he hung out with the jocks. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. Late. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey, why does Corby always uh, talk about Highland Park and when he tries to act like he's Mr. Earthy Granola, pot-smoking, hippie-loving, snake man? That's a good question, and that almost is the essence of Corby. Corby wishes he grew up in Highland Park. Okay? Yep. But he's one of those, um, what are they called? Bobos. Like, bourgeois bohemian. It's a, it's not that, it's a natural outgrowth of his life that he's at all bohemian. It's a, it's an effect. Right. He's, he's taking on the persona of a bohemian. Right. Because he likes that lifestyle. Yes. He's the, because... His, (laughs) His, <laughs> I think the essence of Corby, and I love him, and he's fun, and he's a nice guy, but he does, he wants to be a trust fund baby that can afford the most expensive organic shorts in the world. <laughs> I, I have this uh, email that uh, is kind of a, a good summation of Corby. This guy, Kevin, says, I've given this a lot of thought, and I finally figured out what bugs me about Corby. He's the more affluent and better educated version of Rocco. <laughs> That's a giggle. That's a giggle. giggle. Dave, you're on the ticket. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, Corby's a bit spare. He has the same character over and over. Yeah, well, Corby, well, he can't do really characters, so that's why he does the... It's Corby, and then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say you know, medical terms, or I'm going to say cuss words, and... I mean, he just... It's kind of a modular bit that he has. Yeah, it's the same bit repackaged. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean the, to his credit, you know, that's what he had to work with, and he came up with something. This this guy writes that uh, his I guess resentment fair. of Corby stems from the fact that uh, when Corby gained prominence on the hard line, that meant that you were never a part of the hard line anymore. But, but I think that was more... But that was the idea, wasn't it? Right, but I think that was more on your part as well. I don't think you wanted to do stuff for the hard line anymore. 
Well, I mean, that was... Because it was a constant yeah, defeat for you. It was a tricky situation. There were some psychological waters that had to be navigated there. It's just that with splitting time and everything, I think the Hardline really wanted a guy of their own. You know, and that's what Corby could give them. And I, I failed them in that respect. But um, the, the good news is that Corby worked out well for him. And I guess everyone's, you know, everyone's happy over there. Yeah. Corby's got him a better job, and the Hardline has them a dedicated guy that can do that, you know, that bidding. Can do what they... Are, are they satisfied? Oh, I think so. Okay, good. Good. Don't you? I don't know. Yeah. Now, it amazes me that I think it's great that, I guess, Reiner... Do you think that Corby just kind of runs over Reiner and Reiner takes it? I don't know that Reiner takes it, but... Well, he, Cor he obviously can't get rid of Corby. Right. Well, I, I don't know. If if he really wanted to, he may he might could. I don't think he can. Not now. I yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I think uh, Corby definitely doesn't kowtow to him, which a lot of people do. Neil, you're on the ticket. Yeah, uh, I think the main reason why people don't like Corby is just. Because he just kind of thinks he's cooler than everybody else. He just thinks he's He so does. Cool. He hates the P1. And his voice is basically the valley, it's a valley girl version for uh, the guy's valley girl version. If that makes sense. <laughs> it just says spoiled rich kid. You just kind of want to. I mean, you're not big enough to, to be the bully, so you kind of wonder why he's, uh, why he acts like he's uh, the big man. And finally, you're on the ticket. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's two reasons why he's first one sports related because he went to TCU but he roots for Oklahoma and the second reason is he slept with my girlfriend oh no oh, dear. sir no. she hot I'm gonna, I want to smother him in deer blood and set him on fire huh all right coming up next we'll try to fit in the story of the guy who had 12 kids and then made a shocking admission next <laughs> well there he is hey Corby welcome back Wee, wee, wee. Uh, Corby. Live and naked from the knees down. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. I guess we have okay. 30 so here's seconds a story. to do story. An Austrian couple has 12 children. And they split up. Huh. After the husband finally admitted that he's gay. Yeah, so why did he bother having 12 kids? Just to try to prove to himself that he wasn't. He told his wife that he only made her pregnant so she had something to do. <laughs> and that he was Keep leaving... Keep her off the gay trail? Yeah, and he was leaving home for another man. Yeah, I guess... Didn't she confront him when... People were telling her that yeah, he said, was hey, mugged out in public with a guy. Yeah, kissing and cuddling a guy in public. It's a bad way to end a marriage. He told me he had, he had only had love with me so I would get pregnant and it would give me something to do. I can't believe we had so many children together. My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> She's those now those poor gay kids. No, the kids. They don't think the kids are gay. 